Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bulletproof Podcast. It is my mission to help you achieve the things that you want to achieve in life through the sharing of some journeys of some really unbelievably inspirational people, from property investors to elite sportsmen and to everyone else in between. This morning, I'm joined by the founder of Fall Networking, Mr. Brad Burton, the UK's number one motivational business speaker, published author of four books, and I managed to bag 25 minutes of Brad's time this morning. One sec, Paul, do me a favour, just talk a second, bud. Hello, 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 hello. There you go, mate, good. Damn, okay, brilliant. Brad, thank you so much for your time and welcome to this Bulletproof podcast. We are all things mindset and you are one of the fucking absolute legends in the game, mate. I bet, I bet you tell that to all the Mancunian motivators, Paul. Mate, I don't, mate. I don't. I don't. Uh, you know, there aren't, there, aren't, there aren't many people that, uh, you know, I consistently follow, but you're certainly one of them. And the, the thing that I love about you, Brad, is how you book the trend. I, I, I love that. You know, all this, you know, you go into the personal development world and people tell you you've got to be up at 5 a.m. and you must remove everything negative from your life right. to read fiction That's all it. That, and all that shit. And you just stick yeah. two fingers up to all that. You know what? You need to read a book a, a day. You read a book a week. Shut the fuck yeah. up. You know, it's, there's something. Here's the thing I've realized something, Paul, which is at what point did your life get good? You know, when you're watching a film and it's like fucking 60 minutes in and it's still shit. Yeah. At some point, you've got to go, you know what, this ain't fucking working. And I just look at, um, I look at this whole personal development stuff and so many people reading The Fucking Secret, Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and they're pepper and skint and their lives are shit and all they do is read more books and it's like, stop the fucking reading, get on with it. And that's really where I come from. Yeah, I totally get it. I totally get it. Yeah, and, and you, you know, you, the video games thing, I, I, I love that. And I love how you, you actually make a thing of it. It's not something that, you know, I'm sure that there are people out there with the that are in this um, in the personal development world, and, and they try and hide that kind of stuff because they don't want to be, you know, known oh. to be the person that that, that oh, plays no, video you know what? I couldn't give a fuck if people don't like the fact that I go to bed at two o'clock for half an hour every single day because it's not been very professional, or they don't like the fact that I, I swear, or they don't like the fact that I say I'm playing computer games at ten o'clock in the morning. You know. It's my life. And ultimately, you know, do you reckon I'm going to be validated by my dying breath based on what someone on the internet says? Come on. And this is the problem is we end up um, conforming to what other people believe we should do with our lives and our businesses. And consequently, every time that you do that, you lose a piece of yourself. And that is why so many people are unhappy. You know, I know lots of people that have got more money than more wealth than me, right? But I don't know anyone, genuinely, don't know anyone who's as happy as me and as content and this is the thing is so many, you know, somebody said to me, oh, I've got self-limiting beliefs. Somebody came on social media, you've got self-limiting beliefs. And I'm like, what? Well, why don't you go to America and take America over? I couldn't give a fuck about America. Why is there a person in Skegness or fucking Clapton that doesn't know about Brad Burton, the UK's number one motivational business speaker? Why am I getting on a plane? Well, you'd be able to fly first class, right? I've got a perfectly good bed at home. And this is the thing, you know, when does it end? And if you look at someone like Elon Musk, has he got self-limiting beliefs? Surely it should be going to fucking Jupiter or Saturn, not Mars. And it's like, when does it end? And this is the thing people spend all their life trying to achieve 
for what the society or the world tells you you need to be. So for those people that don't know me, Paul, I'm Brad Burton, the UK's number one motivational business speaker. I'm the highest rated business author on Amazon. I'm also the founder of 4Networking, the National Business Networking Organization. We run over 5,000 business networking meetings each and every year that we did before COVID. Everything's changed since that point, Paul. As you all know, this last six months has been difficult for most businesses and most people. Yeah, I mean, but look at what you did there at the start of that. Your four networking shut overnight, didn't it? Mate, and, and I had um, you, I yeah. hate the word fucking pivot, but you, you fucking Listen, did. You know, my business has been going since 2006, four networking, and I built it up from nothing. And we got literally to 5,000 meetings across the UK. That's real life meetings every single year. You know, we was running like 40 events a day across the UK, you know, we had a proper national joined up network and then COVID comes along and all of a sudden you're on lockdown and my national business has gone overnight. Now we're at about 15 or 20% of our turnover from what we was at um, pre-COVID. But you know what? I'm good with it <laughs> because it's not like it's just some, some legislation that has changed business networking. What's happened is COVID has locked down the entire world, UK, globe. So it's not just us. And we're one of the lucky ones. The fact that I'm not in a frigging uh, Nightingale ward on a ventilator. The fact that, you know, I've got my overheads down to a, a, a fraction of what they were. The fact that we're still here and we're still growing just shows you what an amazing situation. But so many people, once again, you know, they're trying to get back to a place that no longer exists. The old world is finished. My office that I've had for nine, ten years, gone, finished. Staff that I had for eight, nine years, no longer with us. And I've had to make changes because it's a bit like having a frigging, uh, you know, a balloon. If you, if you drop in weight, somebody's got to get flirting out to get ballast. Otherwise, everyone's going down. So it's been some really tough times that we've had, tough decisions that have been, been made. We are out of the worst. And I described it to someone the other day. I said, we're out of business ICU. And it's because of you talking to about those thousands of members who kind of stuck with us as we transferred for networking, the face-to-face network online. Yeah, yeah. Um, how did you arrive at, what was it? What was the thing that made you say, I know you have this line, this winners and losers thing, but what, what was it that you, you, you said and there must have been an event or something that you said, you know what, we can move this online. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, when I realised it's a bit like having a game of poker or all in poker and you, you, everyone's been divvied up and you've got a pair of twos and you're thinking, fuck. And that's where <laughs> we was. I had a pair of twos and I said, you know what, all in. And I just bluffed my way through it. I just fronted it off and I went, right, let's do it. I had a pair of twos and I went all in because actually if it didn't go all in, I was out anyway. Yeah. So that's what happened. It, it, you know, I had no option other than to go balls, balls deep with it. And it was, um, listen, the reality is I got shot at when I was 21 year old, 47 now, so it was 26 years ago. You know, I saw like my granddad talking about the war, but let me just put it in perspective. On the severity of uh, having your business shut down overnight, uh, multi-million pound business shut down overnight or getting shot at, I would take uh, getting the business shut down to yeah. the power of 10. So, do you know what I mean? And this is the thing, the great thing about any kind of adversity you've ever encountered. Most people try to tuck it away and put it in a box and fucking put a padlock around it. I go, no, 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 no. Use that adversity. Use that stuff that you've, you've dealt with in your past as a positive because it's a down payment for future. Whilst everyone was losing their fucking heads throughout this period, <clears throat> I was cool as a cucumber. However, let me be quite clear as well. I thought I was cool as a cucumber. And that... Before COVID, I had coping mechanisms. And what I mean by that, I'd go to the gym four times a week. Whilst I'm driving to the gym for 20 minutes, I'd ring my friend. Then in the gym, listen to drum and bass music on, you know, on, on, on loud. And then drive back 20 minutes, ring my pal. Those coping mechanisms had gone. 
So now I'm now working on the business in, in this frenetic, almost war zone environment and no longer have I got the coping mechanism. So now you, you know, normal nutrition and water and sleep, that's fucking finished. And now you're on Red Bulls and espresso. Press, I can press that button fucking fast enough, right? I'm, you know, Nespresso capsule, Starbucks, love that. Bang, 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 bang. So you're on Nespresso, you're fucking drinking at night, you're fucking, you know, you're, you're on the... Um, uh, the, the, the fucking Red Bull drinks. And when that stops working, now you're on adrenaline. And then when the adrenaline stops working, that's when you have a crash, which is exactly what happened to me eight, eight, 10 weeks ago. I had a, uh, it wasn't a nervous breakdown, but I had a burnout. And years ago, let's go back fucking 10,000 BC, you and I, uh, are the, the men in the village, we sit on our house all day while the women fucking do all the look after the kids and make all the food. And on occasion we go hunting. And then all of a sudden, a saber-toothed tiger comes into the, uh, the village. And me and you are going, fuck this, go and get our spears. And we run at this saber to tiger and we fucking fight it and we scarred up and what have you, but we defeat it and boom. And now we go and relax, we come back, sit on our ass, we're the local fucking heroes and that's it. Welcome to fucking uh, adrenaline. Because adrenaline lets you, makes you do crazy fucking stuff. You've been a former military, you get it, right? Is that you don't realise until after the adrenaline wears out what the fuck you've just done. It's been mm. like outside a fucking booze with your, with your fucking shirt ripped off saying, come on, you knobhead, yeah. I'm fighting police fucking horses. Do you know what I mean? It's like, why would anyone fight a police horse or two when you're <laughs> adrenaline, then do you, right? So, so what's happened is, is this is the thing, is, is adrenaline. It's, it's like when you're fucking in love, you're intoxicated, you do these fucking crazy things. But actually, when the cold light of day, anyone looking at it, this person who's not in love or not fucking adrenaline fueled, would look at it and go, what the fuck are you doing? So I was adrenaline fueled. I was fired up on adrenaline. An adrenaline fight or flight situation in that, in terms of a firefight or in terms of a saber-toothed tiger, is a small 30-minute period. I, we, have been in fucking adrenaline mode for the last three or four, five, six fucking months. And no wonder every country's popping now and everyone's going pop, 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 pop. Now, fortunately... I got out on the other end of it. I had a nervous breakdown 12 years ago, 2012. And uh, it, two and a half years for me to get fixed mentally. I had to rebuild. Now, I was hoping to God that I'd not fucking broke myself big time. Mm. Two and a half years. As it happened, it took me two weeks to get back to normal. I'm good now. But people don't understand this. And I'm, I'm a smart guy. I'm no fucking mug. And I, the fact that I didn't even clock this. A day before I burnt out, um, somebody said to me, I said, oh, on a scale of one to 10, you know, how... Um, Stressed out have you been throughout this period? And I said, 1.1 out of 10. And then fucking 12 hours later, I lie down on my bed, couldn't fucking move, could not move. I was like an old man. It took me fucking 15 seconds for a three second walk to the toilet. I was like, and I remember saying to myself uh, loud, I'm dying. And I tell you, because I felt that way. And, and my, my normal comprehension, my brain was like a fucking thimble. So my wife would say, do you want a cup of tea or coffee? And I'd be like, um, um, uh, fucking gone. And this is what people don't understand, that your biggest chance of success is your brain, your biggest chance of failure is your fucking brain. There's so many of these fucking cunts who are out there selling these daft courses, right? Don't focus on the shit. What they focus on is money. And I'll tell you something, if you have not got your shit together, you're in um, fucking construction. If you don't get your fucking underpinning, right? Foundations, you can have the best fucking cladding all you fucking want. That shit ain't lasting in the length of time. So if you go and make a load of fucking money and you've not got your head right, guess what? You're then spunking it on cocaine, fucking lap dancers, fucking daft cars that you're driving too fucking fast, being a knobhead, right? Because you're not in a position. If I would have been in a position from a financial perspective where I am now at 27, fucking forget it. I'd have been fucking banged up, dead, whatever. The only reason I stopped doing drugs 20 years ago is because I run out of fucking money. <laughs> so, you know, I'm serious, that's the point when you either fucking nick your mum's fucking hoover and go with a cash converter for 30 quid, or you go hang about, I've got a problem. So, 
this whole fucking thing, the journey that I've been on, and certainly through this last six months, COVID has been a war zone. It's been a war zone and people didn't even realise because everyone's thinking it's all going to be fought on fucking Nightingale wards up and down the UK. And actually, it's been fought at homes. It's been relationships, physical, emotional, financial, spiritual. Everyone's been getting fucking whacked from all fucking sides. You look at former military again, you know, you've got fucking special forces, you've got air force, you've got Navy, you've got logistics, you've got all this. It's been the same fucking war, but not everyone's clocked it. Not everyone's clocked that he's being fought on these multiple fronts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what? So, with all that impact that you've you've been through, from what I mm. from what I've seen you doing, Brad, and and making that shift, that pivot. I've fucking said that word again. In, into say, say it again, Paul. I'm fucking. I'm, I'm, I'm aborting this fucking podcast. <laughs> like, fucking, that'll be a third time you've said fucking pivot. Next, you could say hustle and grind. You couldn't go on. Yeah. So when you when you change direction, that's better, isn't it? You change yeah, that direction go. from from being face to face onto networking. So do you th- when do you think face to face will be back? It already is. So I've been at two full networking meetings. One last week over in Chislehurst. The other one last week. I can't even remember where the fuck it was. Oh, in them. Um, in, in, in crew and then next week i'm in york uh, yorkshire um so listen we are popping them back up now and what we're doing we're doing it sensibly so we've had to change the way that it once was so we had like i say a national network 250 meetings running every fortnight or whatever and um but now what we're doing is just popping them up literally pop up uh you know you've got a book on no food none of that no business card swapping we've got the same format but we've just done it differently socially distanced blah 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 so we are kind of I described it to someone the other day, which is, um, it's almost like you've had a fucking car crash and you're learning how to walk again. You know, you could have been fucking Usain Bolt and, and you have a car crash, you don't be doing 100 metres, you fucking do one metre first. And, and, and that's where we are, we're rebuilding. And I'll tell you the great thing about it, having been the heavyweight champion of the networking world, it doesn't bother me that if I'm never that guy again. I'm not bothered. Like genuinely, I'm 47. I've got nothing to prove. I've got the fucking pictures of me holding the belt. I've got nothing to prove. And actually, this is why I've, I've kind of uh, moved out the way to allow my management team to come forward and for them to be the man or the woman, as, they, as the case may be, as I've, I've appointed two female directors. So don't talk to me about any kind of misogyny or glass ceiling in my organisations. Yeah. Yeah, how, how did the team cope with it all? Not you personally, but the, but Pippa. And- yeah, I just I described it, Paul, and this is a, a a horrible metaphor, but I'm going to share it anyway. It was a bit like coming down the fucking stairs at the Twin Towers. My team was saying, "Brad, we're tired." I said, "I don't give a fuck. Keep moving," you know. But we're tired. I don't give a fuck. Keep moving. And actually, um, fortunately, throughout all that process, uh, I'm the one that broke. And you know, a, a team's only as strong as its weakest link. And I think everyone was creaking. I know everyone was. But that's, you know, my role is to push people um, and actually push them even when they think they're going fast enough. And maybe they are. And, you know, I recognise this anyway, and I've apologised to the team since, but you also recognise that if we'd not gone at my pace, the one that I'd set, that we wouldn't be here now and all those livelihoods would have been affected and those thousands of members would have been affected. Mm. Yeah. And you once said that to me on a, on a call once, and that'll always stick with me. You said to me, um, it was, tell me, out of 10, how hard are you pushing now in terms mm. of sales? And I was like, oh, you know, maybe I'm about a seven. And you said, well, you're not fucking hungry enough. Right. Really did stick with me, that did. And, mm. and so, you know, that- I, say to pe- I say to people, but you know, how hard are you? Go, oh, yeah, I'm working a 10 out of 10. They go, really? They go, yeah, you couldn't do anything else now. And I put a gun to your fucking head. I said, listen, you fucker, double your sales in the next fucking month or you won't see next month. 
do you reckon you could double them? And they go, yeah, so right, you don't, so do not tell me that shit. So it's fine, it's just that, you know, like I say, the thought position is everyone believes they're working as hard as they can. Now don't get me wrong, let's just reverse up from where I started this fucking thing, <clears throat> which is, it isn't about who works fucking hardest, there's gotta be an end goal in sight. So you can work hard all you want, but I'll tell you, my business coach, uh, Ian Dixon, said to me throughout this from the outset, he said to me, Kobe, he said, Brad, he said, normally, if you think about you like a boxer, you're the kind of guy who gets people out of there in two or three rounds, you know, spectacular. Uh, that's not going to work here, he said to me. I said, go on. He said, he said, trust me, this isn't going to be one on strength. This is going to be one on stamina. And you need to prepare for fucking going to points. That's what he said to me. Like, day one of this whole fucking thing. And guess what I did? Disregarded that completely. And yet he was bang on the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's brilliant. What, what, I mean, what you've done there is it's, it's great, great to it's great to see you, you didn't fucking fold you. You know what's? Tell us about this one N. I saw a, I saw a sponsored ad the other day for it. What was that? Did you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sponsored ad. I didn't even know. Right. Um, <laughs> amazing, amazing. Your own organisation. You've got no fucking idea. What you're doing. <laughs> um, so, one networking is. I've looked at this whole game, right? And actually, when I started for networking off, everyone laughed in my face. Everyone said, oh, it's a copy of this organization, that organization. And guess what? It was nothing like a fucking copy. And the same goes for one networking. I have changed the game again, or we're about to change the game again. I'm just prepping right now. And, and that's why um, I've done it on purpose. I didn't even realize, I genuinely had no idea that that was on, on sponsored adverts. We are all poised right now to change the game again. Because whilst everyone else is thinking about what's going to happen, or oh, we're going to wait and see, I'm not. So I've got four networking, which is national business uh, joined up network, and one networking, which is a modern next generation referral network. And what I mean by that is I know what people like who like one sector networking, and I also know what people don't like. And I believe I've found a way through. I believe I've found a way through from being effective, but not being counter. And uh, that, that remains to be seen whether I'm, I'm right or not. However, what I will say is I'm as confident as this as I've been a confident about anything, whether it was on networking, now what club, me as a speaker, me as an author. So I am, you know, I'm as confident as I've ever been that one networking is going to change the game and it won't affect us. It's a neutron bomb. It's an absolute neutron bomb that does not affect my core business. It only affects other people's core businesses. And that's a bad day in the office when you've got me coming for you. Love it. I fucking love that. Yeah, yeah. When when do you think? Um, on what's the word I was going to say? Your speaking's going to be back. <clears throat> I've got two gigs this week. Uh, this this month, the next four weeks, I've got two oh, gigs. Wait. Yeah, I've got two gigs. Um, so one's at a studio. I'm actually filming it live to the audience, and another one is on the 25th of um, Saturday. I'm doing a live. Uh, presentation to, to 500 people so it's kind of coming back just different and, and i tell you the great thing about um this lockdown is it's taught me amazing skills the fact that i can look in the camera look to camera all the time and stuff like that all right we're not doing that now because we do audio but do you know what i'm saying it's that whole caper so speaking's coming back um already do i want to do more of it absolutely uh, and it's been one of those interesting ones because i know where i was at from a financial perspective getting weighed in before face to face and now you're going nobody fucking knows Nobody's got a clue. Is it more? Is it less? Nobody fucking knows. So it's, it's, it's once again, it's a strange uh, and strange and new time. But mm. um, yeah, it's back. It's like I say, you know, prior to the last five months, there's been no gigs in the last um, week or two. We've had two come through the door and booked, paid handsomely, which is lovely. Yeah, that's online though, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah. as I'm speaking now to, to a, a you know, thing with a presentation, but one of them's online. Yeah, both of them online. One's actually in the studio in Birmingham. I don't know if you saw me now what live thing, but it's in the studio in Birmingham. Yeah. Well, do you think the rooms will ever come back? Like ZeroCon and places like that? Do you think that'll yeah, ever 100%. So it depends on what, what, what information you're listening to. I've got two sets of information. One, 2021, we're going to be all right. And the other one's 2024, uh, before masks fall away. Who fucking knows? Bottom line is, is where I'm at is focus on the next week. Forget next year. Yeah, you know yeah. what? Yeah. This is so many people are trying to be responsible for, for the world. Well, people shouldn't wear masks. People shut the fuck up. You wear your mask. And the sooner you, longer you can wear your mask, the fucking sooner this thing's over. If nobody wears the fucking mask, we're now dealing with civil disorder and stuff. It's just what it is. Right? I'm not, uh, in any way or form, Mr. Conformist. Far from it. However, this is not about fucking me. Right? This is about the UK and the way that we get this UK uh, business back is by getting the fucking masks off. The way we get the masks off is by wearing the fucking masks. Yeah. There's a wonderful irony to this. It's just like, you know, why are you fucking about arguing the toss about whether you should wear a mask or not? We're we slowing the process down, but people don't see that. And it's uh, whatever your view is on COVID, I know five people that have died as a result of it. So take make of that what you fucking want. Well, they're already going to die anyway. We're all going to fucking die. Why don't we just top ourselves now? Do you know what I mean? I fucking, I am, mum. I know you're 76, but you're going to go at some point. Anyway, fuck it. Here's a knife in the fucking jugular. It's ridiculous. Honestly, I think absolutely disrespectful motherfuckers who choose not to wear masks when you've got these fucking nurses wearing PPE for eight hours a fucking day. Hardcore PPE, not just a fucking flimsy fucking thong mask. Yeah. Is that just me? No, no, I get it. Totally get it. I totally get it. Listen, I've, um, I listen to most of your podcast episodes now, your own podcast, and, mm. and your thing, your, your now what thing, your now what moments. I love them. Has anybody, ever asked, you, has anybody ever asked you yours? No, go for it. The belter. Give me your three, mate. What are your right, three so, now moments? So for those people that don't know, I've got a podcast. It's on my Brad Burton website called Now What Show. And, and on it, I bring in guests and ask them those three now what moments, those moments that changed everything. Uh, so this is on the fly. I've had no chance to think about them, but let me just run them anyway. So first one was probably getting shot at 21 because um, I had to move away from Manchester. And, and actually, if I look now that you and I are talking, the only reason we're talking is because I moved away from Manchester. The reason that I've got four books I've written because I moved away from Manchester, started a business, moved away from Manchester. like, fucking hell. So the worst day of my life, like genuinely the worst day of, of my life. And yet it turned out to be the best thing. And, and there's a great... Lesson for us all here that no matter how difficult you set a circumstances is that everything happens for the reason, even the shitty stuff. And sometimes, as in my case, it only takes take 20 years for you to realize that. So that's one. Um, so next one will be probably the day that I met my wife. You know, I was 23, she was 17. And, um, it, you know, I didn't want to fucking settle down, did I? Fuck. You know, as far as I was concerned, I wasn't going to last another day. I had a contract on my head. You think, so I wasn't, you know, my, my wife has been like genuinely a stabilizing force in my life because I've always been fucking reckless. And actually, um, I go back to what I said before, the only reason I stopped doing drugs is I run out of money. Do you know what I mean? And actually, um, if she'd have been the wrong one, she'd have said, well, let's go and fucking get some money. But she didn't. She said, you need to fucking stop. Um, so my wife definitively, and once again, that was a chance meeting. And we wasn't, um, we wasn't like, it wasn't love at first sight, was it? Fuck. But 25 years on or 22 years on, it's like, yeah, best thing that ever happened to me. And yet, you know, it wasn't your archetypal fucking falling in love and everything. It just wasn't. It took about fucking 10 years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a stray cat, I couldn't get rid of her. 
you know, and, it, and yet, fuck me. It's like, I'm like a straight cat now. She can't get rid of me. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, just, just, just wonderful, wonderful. Once again, complete accident. The girl who worked at my shop on a blag way to a shop job, I was a shop manager. Her friend was, was Kerry and she'd met her three days before. And the first day that I ever met my wife, um, Kerry, she introduced this girl who works with me, Claire, friend, introduced me and I, and I went, oh, put my hand out. She went to shake it and I went like, nah, nah. And she went, you're a fucking prick. That was my <laughs> first ever. First ever, honestly. And yeah, look at it, 22 years on or whatever it is. And it just shows you, you know, three kids and, and travel the world. Amazing. Um, so that was that. And then I had a nervous breakdown in 2012, um, which definitively changed everything because it made me absolutely question the life that I've been living. That actually my life was, I lived every day like it was my last, which is great until, of course, you wake up the next day and you just fucked up as a result of last night. You know, and actually um, nervous breakdown, I realized that, I ended up with success, success. I was fucking ill, you know, big fat fucker, three stone heavier, type two diabetes, high blood pressure, fucking high cholesterol, but I've got a multi-million pound business and I'm the man. It's like, what the fuck? And this is like, you know, I see so many people pursuing this, you know, you go in a fucking uh, holiday in um, fucking foyer and you see them fucking laptop out, big fat fuckers, you know, 46 year old, massive fucking big red fucking cheeks where they've been drinking on expenses all night, sat there with a fucking cheap ill-fitting suit, presenting to some fucker. And there are heart attack waiting to happen. But heart attacks happen to everyone else. You don't see it. You don't see it. So that allowed me to change my life, like literally overnight. I changed everything when I realized that the road that I was on here was a, I was a machine, a machine that my whole purpose was to make a business to do what, to buy the nice things for my family. Like what? Well, you know, the nice thing, yeah, you know, but specifically what? It's like a fucking idiot. So, so that changed everything and I realized the futility of, of, of success, success. So the three now what moments in summary, one, getting shot at, caused me to move away and uh, worst day of my life, best thing that ever happened. Two, meeting my wife, like definitively chance meeting. And what's crazy about that is that a perseverance for us to be together even though we didn't want to be together it's just fucking mad you know because i was a young man and then um, like i say it was um the nervous breakdown you look at those now what moments the moments that changed everything every single one of them had the worst days in my fucking life apart from my wife right the first two uh, second first and one one and three bad days but yeah i look at them and go fucking hell and this is what i always say when the shit is the fan in your life always ask yourself this question what does this make possible covid what does this make possible? It makes possible a fresh start to set for networking online, to start getting progressive, to get getting modern. It makes possible to start one networking. It makes possible to bang. There you go. So, so that's my three network moments. Well done. You got the scoop there. Brilliant, mate. I fucking love it. I love it. Listen, if somebody wanted to get hold of you, I know you're a stickler for time, and I've got two minutes left. So, yeah. if somebody, uh, wants get, somebody wants to get hold of you, Brad. Yeah, yeah, it depends what you want to get hold of me for. If you want to get hold of me to speak, bradburton.biz. If you want to get hold of me to be mentored, nowwhatclub.rocks. If you want to get hold of me to read books, um, go on Amazon. But listen, do uh, make contact with me. I was going to say reach out and I'll be a bigger twat than you. Be a <laughs> um, you know, I'll be circling back in a minute. But no, I just want to thank you, Paul, for the opportunity. Uh, love what you do. Love your style. And I love everything that you stand for. You know, you are very much... Uh, a fucking, uh, I won't say a fucking a clone, but you're very much the approach that I take to life and business. And actually, you're no nonsense. And, and, and it's lovely. It's lovely to see. And I, one of the things, I don't know if I ever said this, but I would rather have a fucking gang, big positive gang on side than a fucking big negative one off side. And that's what we're doing out here now. 
there's a, a few of us that are really out there that are changing the fucking way that this whole personal development and the sharks and the charlatans, certainly in the property industry, uh, are coming unstuck. They're all coming unstuck. And even the ones that aren't coming unstuck are coming unstuck because everyone's fucking talking in the background. And some people wouldn't give a fuck about their reputation. But you go and Google my name, Brad Burton, and put the word scam after it on Google. I've either one got very good fucking lawyers or two, my uh, reputation is, is fundamentally what I stand for. And, or maybe both. But no, you know, you won't find a single record of the word scam. And then go and try your favorite entrepreneur and put the word scam and see what happens. That's the difference. Yeah, I totally get it. I totally get it. I heard a brilliant, uh, somebody did a live yesterday, I forget what it was. And they were talking about positive and negative. And if you went into a hotel and there was two rooms and one had positive on the door and one had negative on the door, which room would you go mate, in? Mate, 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 mate. I have a horrible feeling somebody's lifted my stuff. I talked about this fucking six weeks ago at Now What Live. Really? Yeah, on my life. Oh, I so, forget what it was. Somebody did a live on it yesterday. Yeah. Anyway, no, no big, no big deal. But that's I, I've got it. I did it. I recorded it six weeks ago. That exact fucking thing. I actually did a visual that said two arrows left and right. I said, well, why the fuck a room full of negative people? Right. Yeah, yeah. No, no. But nobody would ever go in it. Yeah. There's obviously people in the negative. Yeah, the room the fucking, exist. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So whoever it is has ripped my stuff. But that's all right. Either that or it's a fucking fluke. But either way, you give a fuck. You know what? Yeah, Nothing's yeah. fucking new. It's all regurgitated, and I'm good with it. Next. Excellent. No, mate, thank you so much for your time. It's been brilliant talking to you, as always. Uh, and yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put this up. We'll get this uploaded, get this on live, and uh, it's been a pleasure. Top man. Cheers, Paul. All the best. Thanks, Brad. Boom. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Paul Tinker on this Bulletproof podcast. Give us a like, share, and a subscribe, and we will see you next time.